What's up, everyone? I'm Ruthina Porterfield, and this is Liberated Conversations with Ruthina. It's our monthly devotion episode, and I must say, this conversation took a turn. The blog excerpt I'm about to read from my website, ruthinaporterfield.com, gives us a little insight into the direction where we were led. And it reads, I'm over it. God made promises to me. He gave me specific instructions about my life that I have tried my best to follow. He has asked me to trust him over and over and over again. And I have, but I feel like I have nothing to show for it but a $5 balance in my bank account and an empty parking space. And let's not forget the fact that I have no career, no husband, and no kids with no chance of having any. I am tired of living like this. How We Live is the title of the devotion we completed for this episode. We were supposed to talk about words like perseverance and consistency, and we did, but we also got very real about how hard it is to persevere and be consistent. We talked about the struggle to live a life that looks nothing like the one you planned. In the end, we decided that how we live should be based on one thing, What is it? Well, for the answer to that question, listen and join the conversation. Liberated Conversations with Ruthina is sponsored by the Andrea Chanel Signature Hair Care Collection. For all of your healthy hair care needs, go to andreachanelhair.com. What's up, Erin? I'm here with my devotion partner. Super excited. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Ruthina. Thanks for having me today and um, having me back. And hey to everyone who's joining in today. We're excited to ch- chat with you guys and talk. We are so super excited. This was a good one. I think this was it. it was a really good one. It was a nice interactive one to mm-hmm. be doing. Um, again, I want to remind you guys that to join the devotion, all you have to do is have the Bible app. I actually put up a kind of permanent Facebook post on how to join in so that from now on, you guys can kind of just pull that. As soon as you go to the Liberated Conversations with Ruthina Facebook page, the video is there and it'll take you through um, how to join in with us. But this devotion was pretty awesome. I loved, I loved it because I felt like um, they kind of kept it real as kind of like real talk. Like it's, it's fine to be like, oh, we're going to be, you know, focused on God and holy and try to live our lives perfectly. But then they were kind of bringing it back down to earth. Just like, here's the real things we struggle with on a day-to-day basis and how to really rest with God in those things and, and seek his face. So I loved that. Yeah, I liked it. They gave some personal, their own personal experiences to kind of um, give examples of what they were trying to say. It was really good. And not to mention, are you familiar with the group Point of Grace? I'm actually, I've heard of them. I, I think I had a, I think I had a cassette tape of theirs. I never bought any of their music, but I definitely had heard it. And I think it was when I had just become a Christian, I think maybe like 90s, like early 2000s. Yeah, I feel like it was the 90s. I feel like it was the 90s. So yeah, they've been out for a while. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, so let's jump right in, right? Sounds good. Um, so I 
let's, it was a five day devotional. Mm-hmm. All of the ones that we've done so far have been five days. I feel like it's a sweet spot. Um, the first day specifically focused on the seasons of our life. Right. And the thing that I got, it's so funny. The thing that I got the most from it was the prayer mm. and how um, I remember writing or I wrote down writing, Lord, help me look beyond my circumstances. And honey, let me tell you, <laughs> when I tell you that has to be like a constant prayer of mine, yeah, because it is not easy. It's just not. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like in practice, it's easy to say, you know, my hope is in God on a day-to-day basis. I'm not going to let anything take my faith or steal my joy. But then when it comes down to brass tacks, it's like, if I look at, if I did a little diagram of the fluctuation of my emotions during just one day's period, I feel like there's all kinds of oscillations and ups and downs. And I do notice that it's kind of a tangent, but on the days when I don't purposefully center my thoughts on God first thing in the morning for me. It's like we were talking about one time the morning thing for me. If I don't do that, those ups and downs are really stark. Like they're just up and down. And if I do, then the circumstances, they come, but I'm still like, I'm riding those waves, but I'm just, I'm riding them. And I'm like, okay, me and God have got this, you know, together. And yeah, but it's rough. <laughs> no, yeah, you said um, a very important word, purposefully. <laughs> and it is something that I have been dealing with. It's so funny. Last month was a tough month. I'm, I'm going to say kind of spiritually. In fact, yesterday I kind of wrote down, I wrote down, okay, God, look, last month was, was deep. It was kind of deep <laughs> for me. And, um, it had a lot to do with that word purposefully, those days where I um, purposefully spoke some specific scripture or purposefully said some specific prayer where it might have worked. And then there were days where I just didn't feel like it. Like I just, I just, it just wasn't there. And then here comes that word purposefully again, where those days where you have to purposefully find some kind of strength or energy to say, okay, I need strength. Like you have to purposefully speak to him and purposefully be honest with him and purposefully be real with him saying, look, I'm just not feeling it. And I need your help today. Like I just, I'm not seeing you at all. Like I'm just not seeing you and I need to see you, but it takes purposefully saying that, right? Like it takes purposefully. Yeah. 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 I totally hear you. And I think the thing that comes to mind is where in the Psalms, I believe it says, you know, David encouraged himself in the Lord in those days where it's like, you don't see it, you don't feel it, you don't know or understand what God is doing or if he's even there, but you sort of have to, like you said, in, stoke your own faith with inside of you. So, oh my God, God, you've done this. You're, you're, I'm going to, like you said, call out and say, like, I'm going to speak this scripture and I don't see it. I don't feel it, but I'm, I'm going to center my mind on this. And I think that's hard. It's really hard to do. And we all have those days. So I'm sorry to hear that. That was how your month was. Oh girl. No, just it's, uh, it's life. It's life, girl. It's just yeah. life. Yeah. Um, 
I noticed also in my, I was looking back at my comments and one of the things I said was help me to trust your timing mm -hmm. uh, because that is a, um, I think that's a prayer that we all tend to pray at some point. I feel like you've even written that in your comments or have said that to me yeah. at some point yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, um, you know, transparent. I, I have a really hard time trusting God sometimes with, um, being single with, uh, you know, not having a family yet things that I yeah. really, really desire. And just to encourage anyone who's listening and just to encourage each other. I mean, trusting God with timing is one of the biggest things I struggle with. And oh gosh, it's just, yeah, that's something it's I hard. talk to him about on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I um, it's so it's so funny, especially as you get older and you've seen you saw your life in some certain way, and nothing looks like how you. I always laugh because um, in my senior book uh from high school uh -huh. um, there was a page. I don't know if you had this or maybe I've said this to you before, um where there was a page in the senior book where you keep all of your mementos and all this stuff. Okay. There's a page, yeah. you know, where do you see yourself five years from now? Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Yeah. And you fill that out when you're 18, 17, 18 years old. And hunt, when I tell you it looks nothing like that page that I wrote, like nothing wow. like it. It's just like, well, hold up. Like, and it has that part for each five year, 10 year, it has that, that, that checkbox single, it was single married or attached. And I remember, yeah, girl. Yeah. And I remember for five years, I checked the attached box and for 10 years, I checked married box. Yeah. Well, it's been 25 years and <laughs> not off. I feel you on that one. <laughs> so, um, um, actually, I will say this. I have, um, I'm cool with the single. This sounds really weird. I'm cool with the single part. I'm not cool with the family part, which mm -hmm. I, 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 it's, it's, it's hard because you're, it's supposed to come together, the marriage and family. Right. Um, but begin, oh gosh, girl, we're about to get real transparent. Okay. Um, let's do it because if it's going to help someone else out, I say, let's go for it. <laughs> let's just go for it. So, um, I, you know, I had to, I'll say about a few years ago, I had to accept the, the fact, the deep, the, the fact that I wasn't ever going to bear children. Mm. And that, that was a difficult one. Because you see your life a certain way mm -hmm. and, you know, you go to these weddings and then you get the you get the notices of this friend is having a baby and this friend is having another baby and this friend is having a family and all of this stuff. And you're like, mm -hmm. OK, God, what's up? Like, mm -hmm. what's mm -hmm. up? And when I began to kind of accept that then it's like, okay, well, if that's not going to work, well, what about this? Okay. Well, if that's not happening, okay, well, what about this? Mm -hmm. And constantly moving the timeline of marriage and family. Like initially it was, oh, by 30, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, by 35, I'm, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. And then 40 hits. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, so by 45, like you just, all these, mm -hmm. the timeline keeps moving 
And it's like, what? not to mention your career, especially us as actresses. No, It's like all these different, the timing thing is so hard. And um, uh, I love there's a lyric in Kirk Franklin's last album on one of his uh, songs that says, trusting your timing is not easy. And it's not. Um, Well, thanks for sharing all of that. And I can definitely relate. And I'll say, you know, timeline wise, we're in the same, you know, similar situation. And, you know, the the decades go by and you're and I think for me, I've considered like, you know, what, okay, so what does this look like? This is where I'm at. Do, is this something I, you know, would want to even consider doing on my own, you know, say like adopt or something like that. And that's something I've considered. I wouldn't do that in this moment, but that's something that's like, you know, it's in the back of my mind. Um, and I think the idea that life plays out differently than we expect. And also that God answers prayers in a way that may not look how we expect and being honest with him about the disappointment. Yeah. Gratefulness is the thing that really lubricates my brain to stay joyful every day of being grateful and mindful of what I do have and the things that I am thankful for and the ways that I'm trusting him for those big prayers, but then making those small everyday risks and taking those steps that will position me to still receive the, the, the things that I'm asking for, but also what's my part in that? Like, am I putting myself in a position where I can meet new people or, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I am taking care of my body uh, so that I, you know, let's say for hypothetically, let's say I adopt a child in like several years from now, like, will I be healthy enough to like live and be strong and healthy to raise them? You know, right, right. Um, kind of like I'm getting super deep now, but like, no, um, go ahead. I try, I kind of just tell God, you know, here's, here's the things I really like my heart has really desired for a long time. Um, but I know that like, we don't always get what we want. Um, uh, but at the same time, I don't give up hope. So there's this tension there. It's like a fine, the like a tightrope that we're sort of walking on of between surrender and and hopefulness, and then finding peace in the middle place of that, and and finding that harmony or balance. So it's hard. It's, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. The balance between surrender and hopefulness, girl. That's who. That's good. <laughs> the balance and I've oh I've never like you don't understand my heart <laughs> because I I've always it's that battle of um that battle of saying okay I'm okay with mm-hmm. whatever you decide mm-hmm. I'm okay and for me it takes a long time you know what I found myself asking Aaron I have I, I and I struggle with this. Um, I'm going to say particularly career-wise, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say marriage-wise because again, I've had to accept the children thing. Yeah. So and it took some years, but I have accepted it. Um, yeah. But a big thing that I constantly have to ask him and ask myself is, Am I okay if you say this is it like oh just okay my insides it just it I can't even bring myself to do that because yeah it's this idea of even if I say it does that do, I 
oh gosh, wow, there are no words. Like there are no words. And so that that thing of saying, yeah, I'm okay if it's just me and you, God. And it's funny, I was cool with saying that when I was 28 years old and I had to move and he told me to move to LA. Hey, if it's just me and you, yeah, no problem. Right, right. But once you talk, like, because you go through all those verses, right? You go through all those verses of, okay, it's not good for a man to be alone. And um, you specifically created uh, females to be here to be helpmates, all we're supposed to be helpmates to each other, and all of this stuff. You go through that, and I'm like, hold up, does that like not apply to me? And then I get freaked out when I read stuff like Paul, who never got married, and like, mm-hmm. it's you get freaked out, and it's I don't know, it's 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 a deep topic, and I think okay, I can't, I think a couple different things. One, I think there's like almost like this. I don't know collective trauma I think for women where it's like uh it's been so instilled in our minds and I'll speak for myself it's been okay. so instilled in my mind that these are essential pieces of what it means to be a woman and so for me it's like well if I don't experience those or I don't receive those things then does that mean I'm not fully experiencing what it means to be alive as as for me a woman on this earth in this life and I don't, I don't think, I don't know. And then the other thought that came, so I'm not sure. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. then the other thought is like, I know a lot of women who are either widows or uh, they're divorced for whatever reason. And they decided to never date, never marry again. And they, they feel so content and so happy like that. And so, you know, when I speak to them, it's really difficult. One is like a family member. And when I speak to them, it's hard for them to understand like, they get it, but it's like, but I haven't experienced that yet. So I haven't like had it and then lost it. And I can say I at least experienced it. Whereas they have actually traveled through that journey. And then, but, and then I guess the little end piece of that thought is like, they're so content and they're so happy and like it's so fulfilling to them. Um, I have hope. I have hope when I look at that and I see they're spreading love. They're loving people. They're fulfilling their, their purpose on the earth and they don't have this life partner doing it with them, but they're still making a huge impact and doing amazing things. And so that encourages me. (laughs) Yeah. I, I will say that because remember when I, what I said at the beginning, my big thing is not necessarily the singleness as much as it is the family part for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Because one of the reasons why I'm okay with the singleness is although I've never been married, I have been in love. And it's only been that one time. And it was a beautiful, beautiful, when I, beautiful experience, just absolutely beautiful. And Mm -hmm. I would not trade that Mm -hmm. for anything. I have the whole, um, the saying, I don't know if it's Shakespearean or what, but it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I can say that I've experienced being in love and with someone, and it's only been that one time. And so Mm -hmm. I think for me, that's probably what kind of, um, sustains me through singleness. Mm -hmm. Um, and also as God begins to deal with me about loving me, and how he loves me, like God even showed me how he loved me through that person. 
Um, And so because he showed me that, it kind of sustains me in that in the singleness that I'm in. But the the family unit Mm -hmm. is something that I've longed for for longer than I can remember. Mm -hmm. Um, I I have always longed, especially being raised by a single parent Mm -hmm. um, and seeing I've had great examples of marriage in my life, but they've never been in my house. Mm-hmm. They've never been in my immediate family, but I've had those examples and I'm like, okay, God. Um, so you gave me these examples early in life and you continue to give me these examples. I don't want anymore. Like I want the real thing. Yes. You know, I mean, thanks for the examples and whatever lessons, Hey, I'll write it down. Note taking, you know, note, note taking, you know, but, um, what's up, what's up. And, and you know what it is also that's girl, we are being real straight up. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for trusting me by the way, to have this conversation. (laughs) Um, Real talk. Yeah. It gets lonely. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've said that. And again, it does. Again, it's not the singleness for me necessarily. Yeah. Because family that you're really. It's family. It's 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 that close knit, especially losing my mama at 16. Like Mm. just family, knowing that there are people that have your back no matter what, like Mm -hmm. that sincerely. And and someone for me, I have again, like you said, that whole female innate thing. I want to nurture. Mm-hmm. I like. I want stepchildren. I want stepchildren. I. I uh, it's. Yeah. Some, I long for that as much as anyone longs for kids. Mm-hmm. I want that and that that innate thing to nurture and to take care of and to mm-hmm. impart into right. um, to instill. I want that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's the I'm telling you the only thing that sustains me through singleness is that experience, mm-hmm. and um, something that I actually write about in my book, um, that one experience. Um, but that sustains me through singleness. But I think I'm still trying to find what will sustain through the loneliness. Yeah, I'm actually really glad you brought that up. Because that's something I actually was really struggling with this last week. And so mm-hmm. it's so interesting that we're talking about it. Uh, so I, I I just felt that feeling coming upon me and I would look at it. And so the thing I kind of came to the realization of was a couple of things. One is that this is all just me talking about myself. For me, I was putting my expectations on people and on experiences to fill those gaps. And so I would get really disappointed if something didn't like live up to my expectation. And I would feel like lonely inside because of it. It's kind of hard to explain. Um, And then I was talking with God and I was like, I just want to enjoy my own company and be at peace with that, but also enjoy your company, God, you know, it's like, it's twofold. And I was thinking about a quote I saw, I think on Instagram the other day by Tracy Ellis Ross. And she was saying about learning how to enjoy her loneliness and, and what, what she can do and how she can be productive in that space where she's alone, um, yeah. but also enjoy her own company. And I think 
I have to choose to shift in those moments from a sad perspective and, and to a, well, this is, this is who I am and this is where I'm at and this is the time I've been given and I'll use it and I'll use it wisely and also enjoy that. And so like, for example, yesterday <laughs> I took myself to the beach um, and spent time with God and listened to like church on live stream. And it was so refreshing. I was laying there with the waves just crashing and I'm like laying oh, wow. on the sand and I was like, you know what? I'm so glad I did this because I woke up feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. And then I spent some intentional time with God and then also enjoying something that I enjoyed doing. So I purposely tried to like take a Sabbath day yesterday. Um, and that really did fill my soul in a way. Uh, so that was encouraging. Yeah, I, I think I will say that I enjoy myself. Um, good. I just, get, I just get frustrated. Like, I just, yeah. you know, it, day after day, after day, after day, yeah. after day, after month, after month, after year, after year, it's, it's just after a while it does add up, especially when you start going through stuff, like the other things of life, the mm-hmm. other circumstances and seasons and changes of life Yeah, that, um, and then that that's when it pops up and you have no one to go through it with. And so um, that makes it difficult. And you know what? Let's be real, okay? We are fe- we are human beings. And I, I, the last relationship I was in was like ten years ago, I think. And and like, there's something to be said about getting that phone call at th- that phone call from some guy saying, "Hey, just checking on you." There's something to be said about that. There's mm-hmm. something to be said about. Um, knowing that there's someone thinking about there's something to be said about those things. So let's be real. Okay. Humans, we're humans. And he created us with this, um, with a longing for community. Oh yeah. Right. Definitely. He created us with this longing for community. Um, now again, we can be all deep and spiritual and say, but he's supposed to fulfill that. But, um, when he created Adam with that longing for community, he created someone else to share it with. So what's up? Yeah, <laughs> totally agree. And I totally am on the same page with you. Yeah. I think in, in those times when I have those experiences, it doesn't take away my desire or, or need to still have that other experience. It's like, right. you know, but I totally am on the same page with you. Yeah, it's just it's a situation. So yeah, um, we're gonna pray each other through this season. How about that? Sounds great. <laughs> we're yeah. gonna pray each other through this season. Um, girl, day two. This is hilarious. Um, I love it. <laughs> so day two um, was supposed to be about consistency, and I know from day two. I, I noted Luke 16 and 10, which was the verse that they um that they had us focus on. He okay. was faithful and the little things, you know, will be given much. And for me, I um when we talk about purposefully, right? Mm-hmm. And consistency, that whole idea of every single day speaking whatever verses and every single day praying what you need to pray to get through because that's how what's supposed to kind of maintain that relationship with him and that's what's actually supposed to sustain you 
But um, my struggle is when you do it day after day and it feels as if you're still in the same spot six months later, mm-hmm. a year later. Oh, God, are we griping? Is this a griping session, God, about you? Um, I I mean, I don't think so. I think we're just being honest, but you know, you got to go with what your gut tells you. But yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think, uh, I will say this when I hit those days where something is off or my spirit, it doesn't feel as strong as it usually is. I can track it back to, okay, you didn't do this or you didn't say this, not as a ritual, Mm-hmm. But bottom line, you just didn't spend any time feeding mm-hmm. your spirit. Yes. And your spirit is another part of who you are. Just like your body, you have to feed it every single day. Mm-hmm. And you're going to notice if you give it too much sugar or not enough water, your spirit is the same way. You have to feed it every Give it too much music and not enough word. Yeah. Right. I totally agree with you. That's a, such a great way to look at it is just like if you were feeding your body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you noted Luke 16 and 10 too. I did. Sure. So my comment was kind of towards being consistent with uh, my new business that I started recently and then my acting career. And I do see the, I do see the long-term benefits of being consistent daily. And right. to me, it was encouraging to look at that scripture and say, oh yeah, this is a, a universal law that God has embedded into the universe that when we are consistent, um, good, you see progress and good things will come of that. And if you're faithful, with, you know, God will give you more to be a good steward of essentially right. would be the word. Yeah. Right. Which kind of leads us into day three about hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. Because um, we have some big hopes and dreams. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know, I dream big. Um, one, I have what I call, I call her my BAF. Like, you know, you have, you, you know, how you have your BFFs. I call her my BAF. Um, she is my best acting friend. Um, and one of the reasons why is because we have some really, really big dreams regarding um, acting. And um, we talk about those things and we have big faith about it, but we also have those re- when the, when we have those down days, yeah, they are really down, down days where we have to dig each other out. Mm-hmm. And um, but here's the cool thing about this particular um, day. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, first of all, it had the verse Proverbs 16 and three about committing your ways to him, which yeah. is, which is something that I, um, that I had been, I had come across a few years back. I'll say around 2017, I had come across that verse mm-hmm. about trusting him with your plans and yeah. he'll establish them. But, um, boy, when I read that part about hope and dreams, they shouldn't be in your passions. They shouldn't be your identity. And it made me stop and think. Right. Like, is that how I define myself? And it made me re-ask a question that I had not asked myself in a while. Mm -hmm. If I don't get what I think I truly believe 
is what God has for me. If I'm mm-hmm. wrong, am I okay with that? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I can say yes just yet. Yeah, that's a big, a big, big question. And I, um, the the answer to that, what they had was help to pray. God, you help me define and refine my dreams. And um, I feel like if you do that, then the answer to the first question isn't so difficult. Yeah. Makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. Because I do think we're on a journey. So like the things that I thought, you know, God spoke this to me and this is what I believe I'm going to, you know, do when I moved to Los Angeles. And like, um, it's not that I heard wrong completely. It's more right. like it was mixed in with a lot of my own thoughts and desires. And I think discerning goes out can be hard. And so sometimes we don't know what the path will be until we get to step three or four or five until we're standing on it. And then also, um, yeah, with acting, that's a tough one for, for, (laughs) for my mindset. I kind of see it as I'm, I'm a successful human being because I'm fully alive and I'm connected to my creator and I'm loving people as best I can and loving God. But of course I still want those things. And if I get them, those will be like the cherry on top, but I, yeah, I, there's a lot of tension there, especially with acting. I think that as actors, we are sort of indoctrinated into a mindset of to make it our identity. Um, and that that's sort of the most noble thing to do with that type of passionate pursuit. And it's, I don't think it's, wrong. I think it's part of our identity. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I really had to parse apart, you know, this is changing right now. And so who am I and what do I want to do with my life? Does it, do I need to change and like focus on a different aspect of my identity, focus more on this other business I want to start and, or find another way to express the piece right now and look like something else for a little while. And I think all of that's so valid, Ruthina, like what you're saying is so true. Um, as artists, especially, I feel like we really take that in and it's really a part of us. And it's a good thing. I think it's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I wish I'd, I had the, the notebook with me. I did another devotion earlier this year and it had a prayer in it that I read just this morning. Hand to God, read it just this morning. And the prayer was, God, help me not to let my dreams and my passions um, draw attention to me, Mm. but help me to always seek the purpose for it to draw attention to you. Mm. And that goes into the help asking God to define what those dreams are. Because if those dreams and those desires and those passions are not drawing attention to him, but they're drawing attention to you, then is that really his Mm -hmm. dream for your life? Um, And I, when I read it, I was like, okay. And I did a (laughs) reevaluation. Wow. Did a reevaluation. I'm like, okay even from something as simple as this podcast Mm -hmm. to as big as me standing on a stage, getting that Academy Award, Mm -hmm. like, okay, how is holding this gold statue? How is that going to draw attention 
to you. And I can make up all kinds of ways of how it's going to do it. But at the core, Mm -hmm. is it drawing attention to him? And so, um, Mm -hmm. so I don't know if that's a season where he's taking us to make sure that we evaluate that part of our lives. Um, You know, I I said to God one day, I was like, look, you've given me this desire since I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I know is from you. Right. Don't let me taint it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the prayer for me. Yeah. That's beautiful. So um, you talked a little bit about comparison, which I really want to talk about because bump acting, that's just all over the place. This whole idea of comparison. And we're so... Boy, if social media doesn't present a, it's like a big room where it's just comparison, comparison, comparison. Like, yeah, I feel like on days when I'm just scrolling, 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 getting lost in rabbit holes, uh, who, whatever, <laughs> whatever celebrity, I mean, whether it's like, you know, I'm not going to name certain ones, but people that, you know, look perfect or they seem like they have a perfect life or career, the career that I wish that I had. Um, Something I've been thinking about lately is like, I don't really know what it's like to be them. And I don't know what it took for them to be who they are and what I want to have sacrificed those same things or been through that. Probably not. Yeah. Another thing I've been thinking, and my friend Amaris actually said that to me one time. If we really believe that we're all unique and special and we're here for a purpose, then there's no one that can take my place. And I know that rationally, but then it's yeah. hard not to look to the right or left, you know, as they say, like stay in your own lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's like those memes that go around that say like the only person you should compare yourself against is yourself. So like, I've been trying to do that and it does help. Like, right. am, I, am I getting up working on a scene? Am I preparing to do the kind of work that I want to be paid to do at, a, at the next level of wherever I'm feeling I want to go next, you know, like, am I doing my part? And then mm-hmm. I trusting God with his part. And then am I, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, so it's, uh, it's so hard. I, um, cause it's not just with career for me, but when you talk mm-hmm. relationship and family, oh, I'll wow. tell you one of the most difficult things for me and I've gotten out of it. Um, but <laughs> I have one of my, I call her, she's like my niece, but she's also like one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And I always talk about, it is so difficult to be this close, best friends. And I don't know if I've said it to her. So if she is watching, oh my gosh, um, <laughs> Keila, you about to hear it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but one of the most difficult things for me with being friends and and nieces and so close with her is watching her live a life that I thought I was going to have. Mm. She has, she has been blessed with, and I mean down to even the minute details, Erin, she, Mm. I remember when she got a townhouse and I think she was, she was, was she in Hawaii? I can't even remember where she was, mm-hmm. but she was lived because she lived in Hawaii for a little while. Like she, yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so she got a townhouse and I remember her calling me and telling me about it. And I, all I could think in the back of my head was, God, you know, this is, I, I've always wanted a townhouse. I've always wanted to live in a townhouse mm-hmm. for a little while, like little things like oh. that down to the big things of she got her 
um, like master's and on her way to PhD and she got married and having to stand in her wedding. And um, when she asked me to be the godmother to her, her daughter and, and, um, and she's 10 years younger than me, I'm watching her live this life, um, her kind of, ex- kind of beginning to excel in her career and being so super happy for her and her living every single stage in the order that I had seen for my life. Wow. Watching, it was like watching my, the life that I had dreamed of for myself. Oh my God. Lived by someone else that I love so dearly and having to stand in that and be happy at the same time. (sighs) And she's a Jesus loving, wonderful, just beautiful soul beautiful. I'm just watching her marry this wonderful man who's a great husband and she's active in her ministry and all of these things. And I am in LA struggling to pay rent for my apartment like like, with no kids, no husband, no career. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, how do you not compare? It's like, wow. It sounds incredibly difficult. It was extremely difficult. It's extreme. It got to a point. There are times where I have to limit my phone calls with her because I know that it's hard for me. I I struggle with being on the phone sometimes mm-hmm. and listening mm-hmm. to everything that's happening, even though we're we're good good friends. So I know some of her struggles, right? Right. But that comparison thing says, says, that's all you're going through? That's what the comparison thing says. You're struggling to pay rent, Ruthina. Like, mm-hmm. you're struggling to do this. You're struggling to do that. You know, yeah. you go through those things. So, yeah, it, with every wedding, every, mm-hmm. the comparison from career to everything, it just, mm-hmm. it's just there and you, and you fight it. Yeah. You, you fight it. But I think one of the things that I wrote um, when God said that you, us comparing, um, and we have a comment, uh, us comparing, uh, uh, ourselves is like a slap in the face. Yeah. To what God, um, has gifted us with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're committed to like, I'm going to read it out loud just for once it hits the podcast, mm-hmm. but, um, everything comes with a cost though. She is committed to a life. You are free. She may be desiring the freedom you have as a single. And I hear that comparison. I hear that. Yeah. I I have. So I have a lot of friends who are married with kids, a few kids, a lot of kids, no kids. Um, And that is something I've heard them say to me over the years. But there's something and it doesn't negate like the ache in my heart that I feel whenever you know, I hear about the, another birthday or another baby coming. It's like, I'm so happy for them. And I'm also, there's an incredible sadness inside of me as well. And it, it's, I don't think it's, um, it's not a malicious selfishness. It's really no. uh, an, an innate um, recognition of a deep longing, I think. Yeah. And I'm so glad this is one of the reasons why I'm grateful to be doing this devotion with you because being single is often talked about in the black community, specifically amongst black women, 
um, the, the, the struggle with it mm-hmm. um, and the deep, the deep longing for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we think about or realize that other races, specifically white women, that you guys feel this too. And I love that we're able to talk about this, you and I, because it's a reminder that we're going through this together. That's so fascinating. And I did not know that. And I'm glad you told me that because I had no idea that that was a... It's a deep struggle. Yeah. And And one of the reasons is because Black women are expected to do so much um, we carry the, the, the brunt and the, we, we are expected to be the man and the woman a lot of times. Mm. Um, we are expected, it, and this is even sometimes in marriage, um, we are expected to be the emotionally strong ones. We are expected to be, um, there, there is that whole stigma and stereotype of the strong Black woman. Mm. And we are called to task for it in our singleness. We are, um, it is actually one of the things that people say keeps us single. It is um, because we are told that it is intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um, We are, but for us, it's a thing of, but we have to be strong. Like it's, it's an expectation Mm-hmm. of strength that we're supposed mm-hmm. to have. Oh my gosh, Ruthina, we need, this might be a whole different episode, but like that idea of the give and take of strength and, and sharing responsibility in a partnership and in a potential relationship too, is a whole other conversation. And oh, the, yeah. in church culture and different te- circles as well, what that means. But yeah. Um, wh- when you say called to task for it as a single black woman what do you mean by that meaning like you get called out saying like look at you doing this and that's wrong it's a thing of it's a thing of well you're doing everything how can i be a man if that's you right. don't let me do okay this that's that's what it is well i gotta feed myself and um, <laughs> yeah it's um it's the reality of my life you know so yeah, it's I'm so glad that we're having this together. Um this is deep. I have to read this. No, please read it because it's I, making me cry right now. <laughs> people want I was told by a very and this is a comment. I was told by a very good guy friend of mine that I was so strong that he wasn't sure who could marry me. Wow. Yeah, we're you just stunned us. And, and you didn't stun me from shock because I've heard it. Mm-hmm. You stunned me because it's like, what do you say to that? I uh, The first thing that comes to mind is that uh, women are oftentimes in a conundrum of you got to be this, but you got to be this. And you have to be this and you have to be accessible in this way to men. And, and it's not like men against women. I'm not saying that. I love men. They're my closest brothers and family. Yeah. Members. I love them. But there is that thing that exists out in the world of like, we have to be everything to everybody and to ourselves. So we can't please everybody. And why can't we just be a full human being? And this is what we look like. And then, yeah, if you need to be figure yourself out more because then you're going to be with a strong woman or just a woman who is confident, independent. And what, what does that mean? And why is there, why does it have to be a, 
an issue? Why can't it just be two humans that are right? Both have their weaknesses and their strengths. <laughs> right. Why do I have to give up my strengths so you can feel strong? Oh, that's yeah, exactly. Like really? So mm-hmm. I yeah, it's a difficult. It's this balance that we shouldn't have to do. Yes, agreed. Like I don't, I don't want to walk that that. What do you call that line in the circus? I don't want to walk that. Yeah, I don't want to walk that tightrope, and I shouldn't have to walk that tightrope either. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, and so the fifth day was about perseverance, which was. I will say this perseverance is one of those qualities I can look back over my life and say that I've had. It's not something that I'm proud, you know, or brag about, but I do know that perseverance is something that I've always had. I think it's because um, for me, it wasn't a choice. You press through. If you want to get to whatever it is that you're trying to get to, you press through. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big thing for me. I know the, the verse that was that it that it had for that particular day, which was Philippians four and six, mm-hmm. um, is a verse that I had to study regarding anxiety. I'm a, I'm someone who um, suffers from anxiety, um, horrible horrible anxiety attacks, and um, finding that verse a few years back and really meditating on it and speaking mm-hmm. on it that really helped me. Um, but I'm not going to say that that particularly helped with perseverance as much as it helped me in a process to get through mm-hmm. anxiety. We're going to have to do a devotion about that. Um, yeah, I'd be, de- I'd be definitely up for that because I have a similar struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you know what? Anxiety is something that people kind of mention here and there, but I don't think people know what it looks like. Yeah. And I think though anxiety looks very different for different people. Yeah, for sure. So I think it's going to be good. We're going to have to do that next next year. I think we're going to have a good list of things to talk yep. about. Here. Um, just a reminder, you guys, there's only one more devotion left mm-hmm. for the year. It's in December. But with the fifth day, we it really talked about giving thanks. And I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like it didn't kind of tickle anything in me about the giving thanks thing. Mm-hmm. What what got to me was understanding and grasping God's love. Okay. And you know what? I want you to talk about gratefulness. I want you to talk about yeah. your comment. So when my comment was on that day, on day five, it was like, I basically said, I like the idea of gratefulness being our lifeline to remember God's goodness and trustworthiness. So it's often time, you know, like it's very rare for me to wake up and automatically be in a great mood. I kind of wake up thinking about everything I have to do. And like once in a while, I'll wake up and be like, praise Jesus, another morning, you know, like, <laughs> like I, usually it's like, oh, I feel anxious or I feel frightened or I feel like ugh, just overwhelmed or whatever. So. I'll get up, I'll take a walk. And as I begin to give thanks and more specifically, just say, whatever it is I'm worried about, I just say, God, thank you that you're going to help me. I don't know, vote with wisdom today. Thank you that you're going to be with me in the midst of my podcast live stream with Ruthina. Thank you that you're going to be with me um, while I'm taping this audition that I have a little bit of nerves about. 
And I, as I'm giving, as I'm feeling and expressing the gratefulness, my, my heart and my mind start to change a little bit and they start to bend more toward God and toward just feeling a sense of hope. Um, and I, I, I can't remember if we talked about this on another podcast, I believe we did, but that neurologically it actually lubricates your brain in a way. So it, um, it, it helps keep the wires <laughs> sort of open to hopefulness, it, um, neuroplasticity, sort of that kind of idea. I'll send you an article about it, but yeah, I remember us talking about this. Oh, really? Okay. It must've been on another podcast on my, my one I was doing a while ago with another friend, but it actually changes the way we see things. And if we're hopeful and expecting and looking for good things to happen, then that's what we'll see. So, so our brain starts to look for those things. It's mind blowing to me because I'm a science nerd. I don't know if you are too, Athena, but I'm super like geeky about science. And the fact that scripture says to meditate on the word and to that our thoughts and our, you know, really defines who we are. It's like, okay, science is now proving that, but God's word is eternal. And like, he knew this because he created us. So, you know, I love when those things match up anyway, long story short, um, Mm -hmm. when I'm, when I do that at the beginning of my day, it changes my whole day. Yeah. I, um, what I discovered or what I um, settle into is God's love. This whole idea of, yes, he can do whatever he wants to when he wants to, but whatever he does will always be because he loves mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. His ultimate goal is our pleasure. It is his good pleasure for us to have pleasure. Mm-hmm. because he loves us. And um, yeah. I I just began to, one of the things as I was reviewing for the episode is the quote within the devotion that mm-hmm. said, we cannot be hopeless if we are thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look back over things that he's consistent. That's, that's talking about consistency. God is consistent. One of the reasons why I've stayed in this relationship for so long is because he is consistent. And that is a quality that, that many human relationships do not have. And when it does have it, it won't be at the level that he has it. Agreed. Yeah. Right. And so, um, the consistent part of that relationship is his love. Mm-hmm. And when I am focused on his love and thankful for his love, then the hope comes. Yeah. Does that make sense? That. Yeah. That's beautiful. So um, I have to constantly remember, constantly remember that he loves me so much. I cannot tell you. And I always get kind of googly. Um, I cannot tell you how much I value that particular quality of our relationship. I am madly in love with Jesus, like madly in love with God because of the fact that he loves me in a way that I can't begin to fathom. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, as angry as I get with him, And as frustrated as I get with him, Mm -hmm. because of the fact that he loves me, Mm -hmm. that is what allows me to trust him. 
mm-hmm. and makes me love him even the more. And it gives me the hope that I need for each day. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's really deep, Ruthina. That encourages me to go deeper in my understanding of how much God loves me. I like, I thank you for sharing that. Um, and so we're on his mind, Aaron, like we're on his mind mm-hmm. and, and that sustains me and gives me, um, helps me in those times when I question. That's so beautiful. I feel like with that, that's, that's the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I want people to leave with that. I want people to leave with the love of God personally for you. I want you to hear his love. I want you to see his love every day. Um, I want you to feel his love personally for you. Yeah, you go through Instagram and it may look like because of the success that you see that he loves them. But you know what? He loves you just as much. Remember that. Remember that. I want you to walk away with that. So I pray that no matter what, you walk away knowing and understanding God's love for you, feeling, seeing, hearing, um, and accepting his love for you. Um, In the meantime, I hope that what in something said here touched you, uplifted you, and liberated you. In the meantime, peace, stay cool, and God bless.